0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share.
1: Right, we're going to talk a little bit about our testimony tonight. And not like the typical, hey, what is your testimony? But more in the line of... um, why we, as Christians, become silent, and uh, the fact that the devil and the world wants to to almost rob us from that spontaneity, that openness um, to be real with God and to be real with other other people, and it boils down a lot to to our expectation but also the freedom we have in relationship towards God, so it was so amazing to this. All the songs that we sang tonight sort of connects with what the, the word is about and so it's always like a, if you have people like James praying about the songs it's not just a set list we're going through but it actually God wants to minister and there's really a place of freedom that he wants to bring all of us to um, tonight and so um, not all of us can sing um, some of us can sing in the shower, some of us can sing in the choir alone, some of us, you know, it's more a deliverance session, Hey, eh, James? What, what would you say? But James, you've got lots of other strengths. James has come back from the West Coast to the promised land again, um, but <clears throat> we, we, we're all going to sing like that, James, in, um, in heaven one day, amen, okay? How many of you are going to have voices like that? You know, there's no interruptions, no, like, notes that you miss, but the, the question is, why do we allow the world and the devil and the stuff and our circumstances to steal that song, the song of the Lord in our lives? And so let's jump into Mark chapter 5, verse 15 to 19. It says, then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion, which was a couple of thousands of demons, sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the sign. This is the story of Jesus connecting with this man that was really losing it, and he came running down from the tombs. Then um, just before that, as they were passing over Jesus with his disciples, the disciples were sort of amazed, and they were sort of a bit bombshocked. So they, they, they said, like, who is this Jesus? Yeah. Who is this man that even the storms and the nature and everything around him obeys him? And so he takes them over to this place of where they feel very uncomfortable. And when they get to the other side, the next moment they step on the shore and then this demon-possessed man comes running down. And then the demons inside of this man shouts, what have we got to do with you, son of the most high God? <laughs> so they've just asked, the disciples just asked a question and it's sort of like, We don't connect the two stories, but then the demons say, this is the son of the most high God. They actually proclaim who Jesus is. So so I can just imagine the disciples firstly, the first time to the other side, they feel very uncomfortable. They were just used to their little space and now God takes them over. There's this storm and now this man running down from the tombs and and now we see this uh, place where, where Jesus makes the whole environment very, very uncomfortable. Uh, Jesus loves to take us out of our comfort zone. Would you agree? (laughs) He is not interested primarily in your happiness, in my happiness, or your comfort or my comfort. He's interested in our obedience and our worship. And the reason for that is simply because God is not a selfish God. God is not, we can't add anything to him. If he was selfish, we had a problem. If we could, if our worship or our obedience or our, um, lifestyle towards him could add to God it would have been oh then God would have been a bit of a dictator or a manipulator or a controller but he's not because he's perfect and he's good and so the one that changes is us and that's the good news is there's always going to be somebody between you and God there's always going to be one that's going to change and the, the good news is it's, it's, it's not God it's, it's you It's it's you and me, and so so we can never arrive. And so in this moment we see this challenging part where the people are now afraid because it when people feel convicted or out of their comfort zone, then people start to behave very differently. Okay, Um, and so in verse eighteen then or verse seventeen then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. So Jesus just delivered this man. This man is in a sound mind. uh, Pigs ran off the cliff, and um, and now they begin to say, just please, Jesus, this, this doesn't fit the paradigm, this doesn't fit our perception, so just please leave the place. And so Jesus then goes into the boat, and when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he has had compassion on you. So the people chase jesus away and even the guy who just got delivered he wants to get back into the boat with jesus and he says uh-uh. i've got a i've got something that is gonna actually bring you to that place where your joy will be full i'm gonna you the first thing is you you want to come now with me but i, I want you to stay <laughs> and it's it's actually amazing you know that sometimes when you and i ask God for something, then God doesn't answer us. He he gives us another instruction. And we feel like, but Lord, are you ignoring me? And it's not because of that. It's just because of God has got a story and he wants to fulfill something in your life. And it's not always gonna be the way you and I think. Would you agree? Okay? Sometimes we ask the wrong questions when we come to God and we typically typically see this with this man. And so let's jump to another story in Luke chapter 19. Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Okay, there's an exclamation mark. Peace in the heaven and glory in the highest. Okay, there's another exclamation mark. So. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, teacher. Rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. It's one of those moments where the New Testament almost, and the story in the, of Jesus sort of shifts. And, um, and we see a lot of times, there were times when Jesus would enter into Jerusalem, and there were these moments that sort of like, it doesn't fit into the paradigm you know one of the moments where was when jesus wept over jerusalem and and he said how i long to gather you like a mother gather, mother hen gathers her chicks and then he wept and he said but because you rejected the prophets not one stone will be left upon another because jesus could see into the future 70 years from then when jerusalem was destroyed uh, because the people didn't receive christ for who he was uh, he saw the, the great judgment that would come and the great calamity on that city. But here's one of those moments when he goes up and you, 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 you sort of have to get a bit of respect for how Jesus and his relationship with a city even worked, with Jerusalem. There were many times when the disciples said, go up to the city, and then he says, no, no, I'm not gonna go in, my time hasn't yet come. So there was very prophetic things that he did, and one of them was here, right here, this one that we read of in Luke chapter 19, where this, suddenly he went up onto the Mount of Olives, he's been praying there a lot, and you see that the whole crowd just suddenly starts to worship. They just break forth. They they say the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. The Bible doesn't say anything about just like, um, did, did somebody, did that the worship leader stand up and say, Okay, we're gonna sing three songs now. Let's get ready. When Jesus comes down, when he's about hundred meters down, we're gonna shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph. <laughs> yeah, let's let's keep each other. One, two, three. You know, he didn't do that. We see these almost spontaneous eruptions of praise. <laughs> and one of them is right here with the whole crowd. They weren't like, nobody told them, there wasn't like, uh, okay, let's let's time, you know, like the drummer had to time himself, you know, and, and like get, get into the rhythm. And then they say, blessed is he who comes, the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in the heaven and glory in the highest. We almost see like a spontaneous worship, just a praise erupting. And then obviously the first thing that always does when something, when you, when you sort of like see a moment like that, which we call a spirit of prophecy, because a spirit of prophecy would sometimes is, is when the Holy Spirit would move on a group of people and spontaneously they would just like, <clears throat> just declare God's praises, or they declare something of who God is or something that God is about to do, then immediately the first thing that wants to squash that song and that spirit of prophecy is a religious spirit. Teacher, rebuke your disciples, <laughs> Teacher, rebuke them. they out of control. <laughs> and this is so typical of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You know, the guys who opposed Jesus the most were the religious leaders of the day. Because, hey, there were oppression. They were, it's, it's tough times. A lot of people were responding in fear. But listen to what Jesus then answers. He says, but he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Now, can Jesus lie? Do you think he can lie? Okay? There was an old band, the Rolling Stones. He wasn't referring to the Rolling Stones, okay? He was referring to the physical stones. He said, everything around you will start to praise because if you're gonna miss it, it, it's not up to you. It's not about you. Because there's a moment. And, and so many times in our lives, we miss those moments. Why? Because we are too focused on ourselves. We, we have lost the ability to praise God. <laughs> We've lost the ability to sometimes just go bananas for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I love what Reinhard Bonke, Bonke says. He says, dignity is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> huh? Now, you know, you, you sometimes come to a church, more like a more charismatic church maybe like us and then you you get people that say amen but they always say amen at the wrong places now i'm not saying amen say amen for everything you know you know i had this one guy one day you know the guy said "John, my my father died and then the lady shouted amen you know and i thought like that's the wrong space (laughs) okay (laughs) so so when we when we're talking about not being dignified we're not talking about being weird we're talking about being prophetic. We're talking about realizing that when God is moving, you and I have an invitation to be part of what he is doing. And he's inviting all of us. Um, I, I, I saw this video clip and I must show it to you. That it's, and and it's, so, so, sort of, it's, it's sort of a picture of how we can get so distracted that we don't actually realize that there's sometimes stuff coming our way. And we need to be ready for that. So I'm going to I'm going to show you this video clip. Take out the popcorn, and then it's not a nice video clip, okay? Especially not for 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 vegetarian people, okay? But so, have you got that video? This is when we're just fighting and we're doing our own thing. Is there in
0: the fight? we are lucky. We are lucky. We are lucky. We see a fight, maybe. Huh? Oh, 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 they don't get
1: really it. Man. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Oh my It's 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 a crazy video clip these two deers are like fighting and they like their egos is over against each other and this lion comes running for 300 meters and they don't see it and and the next moment i don't know if it's like chinese people or whoever it's coming it's coming you know but but it's it's actually crazy how sometimes we can get so distracted that when god starts to move we we're not with the lord and we see it in scripture so many times and that's why the, the, the part that God wants to really bring us into is that freedom just to declare who he is. I, I don't know how sometimes we, we get so stuck that the same person shouting, no, no, let's not talk about the cricket. This, uh, for the, oh, Bafana, Bafana, let's talk about Liverpool, Liverpool, okay, any Liverpool fans? Okay, repent later, okay, but in any case, so... Any any other, you know, but that just think of your favorite sports team and how you've gone crazy when they win that thing, that trophy. Okay? You you just like you may be sitting there on the stadium and you are just that moment when they score a try. What what makes you like just like go bananas? It's just like when that try comes, it's not like oh, don't behave, behave badly, or you know, we we jump up and down. We like, yeah, you know. Or if the ref makes a bad decision, then we just like, boo! And then you realize you're a Christian. Oh no, no, we don't boo. You know, I must confess, I've, I've booed before. Okay, but so uh, sometimes you, you you, every one of us, we get emotional about something. <laughs> And what is that thing that sort of makes that, that spontaneous combustion, that spontaneous like thing in your heart? It's because your heart is with that team or you're focused on that. You, you've put something into it. you you've like, wow, you've started to talk about it. There's a, there's a freedom for you to do that. But now that same person, it's amazing, when it comes to the things of God, then suddenly dignity kicks in. Hey, rebuke yourself because, hey... You you're not like that, you know. You're an introvert. You can't, you know, just like you, both hands, no, half mast, yes, okay. And 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 maybe your hands have never been half mast, but that's all right. Then just start with a half mast, okay? Just just like, but don't go like yeah with your rugby team. But then Sunday you like. What is the difference? Because we're passionate about both. It's when we become religious. And I'm not saying jumping up and down and shouting means you're not religious. Because you can also just shout and clap because it will make a lot of noise. But there's a song that God wants to release. And Jesus said this to his disciples because suddenly, because of the freedom they were so oppressed, because of the freedom Jesus brought to that city, everybody just started to shout and praise and jesus said look here if you're going to be silent the rocks is going to start to cry out because there will be worship there will be praise and it's crazy now listen to this in hebrews 13 verse 14 to 15 it says talks about the new covenant that we have and part of that covenant for here we have no continuing city but we seek the one to come it says we're not planted here in this world Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. (laughs) There's the fruit of your lips, the fruit of your life. (laughs) And you know what the, the, the world is trying to do? The world is trying to get the Christians to be silent. Firstly, by just being tolerant about everything around you. You know, everyone can have an opinion except the Christians. Don't you say anything that may offend anybody because, I hey. <laughs> And don't be, be radical. Don't be, don't be like, you know, don't, don't be fundamental. Just blend in. But I love what Angus always says. He says, you know, it takes a, a dead fish to float with the current and a, a live fish to swim against it. And so there's some stuff that robs us from that freedom just to declare not to be radical for the sake of being radical, but the freedom to, to sing praises to God. And that's part of our inheritance as Christians, is the song of the Lord. The song of the Lord over your life, the song of the Lord, that story, that testimony. And the moment when you stop sharing that, the moment when you stop coming to that place, you know, then suddenly you start to focus on yourself, like those little deer, those little buck, they're just like... Fighting so much and some of us have these battles against ourselves that there's no freedom just to say, well, this is who God is. But the story of the Bible is David coming against Goliath and he says, well, I don't come to you in my own strength, but I come to you in the, in the name of the Lord of the hosts of the armies of heaven. He declared who God is. Every person that God used would declare who God is. You know? And when we read through the New Testament, the most amazing thing is you know, when Paul and Silas was in the prison. Most of us today would think like, yo, you know, praying at night, we've been in prison. Oh Lord, please deliver us, please deliver us. Please, you know, set us free, Lord, let this cup pass us, you know, and we just, we, and, but they weren't doing that. They were just in the middle of the night, in the prison, praising God. (laughs) And the more they praised God, the doors opened up, and they didn't even recognize the doors opened up. The first thing that they were just, they were declaring who God is and then they led all the other prison guys to to the Lord. Most of us would like, oh, run, Forrest, run, the door is open. Take your gap now, you know, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, And that's the problem with the prosperity gospel and so many of the stuff. It focuses so much on the blessings of God, but not God himself. And this is what this whole story in in luke was about you know and, and and the the challenge for us is especially when it's tough you know the bible says put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness now there's a lot of things james can talk to you much more about what praise means it's declaring who god is saying who he is speaking the truth over your situation but there's there's a song that God wants to release through the church. You know, and when you read go and read the book of Revelations, it talks about the song of the bridegroom, the bridegroom that sings to the bride. That's ready. That has a, a voice, and the church has a voice. I mean, the church cannot lose. We cannot be silent. We cannot before, especially when we stand before God. When Jesus comes in, that's why I love Psalms, like Psalm. 24 know, yeah? psalm 27 is open up the gates for the king of glory wants to come in who is this king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle <laughs> it's when we start to declare who god is over your life now i've got a microphone here and there's somebody here that needs to sing a song <laughs> there's a song on your heart i'm going to switch it on it's ready for you you come when you're ready interrupt me please okay we've been used to that the past couple of weeks okay but when you're ready there's somebody that must sing a song tonight and you need to come and sing it you see when we believe God is good and that it doesn't matter despite what happens or whether it's good or bad the amazing thing is God can make all things work together for good would you would you agree with me in Romans 8 verse 28 it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom we predestined, these are also called. when we called, these he justified. Whom we justified, that he is also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Do we actually believe that even... The bad stuff in our lives, God will work it together for good. You see, and when when your testimony is, when you're robbed of your testimony, when you're robbed of those stories that God has told you and given you, then there's a freedom to come. Yeah, I know. Come sing. (laughs) Sing it.
0: I've had this song for the last 20 minutes. And I kept saying, if C.S.S. comes up and sing a song, I'll sing it. So it's the Lord. (laughs) Um, Just close your eyes and let's just focus on the Holy Spirit and what He wants to do. You are Creator God. You are the great I Am. You are the one who takes my barren desert. And makes them rivers of living waters. You are creator God. You are the great I am. You are the one who takes my barren deserts. And makes them rivers of living waters. I bring my mouth to you. I bring my eyes to you. I bring my heart to you. Come and have your way. I bring my mouth to you. I bring my eyes to you. I bring my heart to you. Come and have your way. You're breaking forever through my darkness. You're breaking through through my captivity. You are the light shine so much stronger. You are the strength when I have none. You're raising us up. You're raising us up. You're making us stand where we could not walk yesterday. You're making us stand where we could not walk yesterday. So we will trust you. Our voices will unite in praise as we agree over what you say. Our hearts will believe once again. Our voices will praise once again. Our barren deserts will be rivers of living waters. And many will come,
1: and many will come,
0: and many will see who you are. And many will praise because we are rising up again. And the church will stand, she will not fall, she will not fail. Because we are your bride, you are the bridegroom. We are your bride, we are your plan, we are your purposes. Come and have your way. Come and have your way, win the battle that you've already won, come and have your way.
1: Revelation 12 verse 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives even unto death. You see, because we are so distracted many times, we've been robbed from that testimony. We've been robbed from that song. And, and the Lord wants to restore that in some people's lives yet tonight. You know, sometimes we think like you, I must have this massive testimony. I must have been on drugs. I must have had like... 40 stuff like this, and went into the third heaven, and died for seven days, and then got resurrected, and then whoa, then everybody can listen to my story. But you have a story, and it's connected to him, it's connected to the blood of Christ, and that's why the blood of Jesus. You can't have your own story and think like, wow, well, it's not connected to his righteousness and to the to his blood that was shed for your life. But the question is, what what do we allow into our lives that pollute us? You know, when I was in China the first, first time we were in Beijing, and the crazy part was, the sun was always shining. For nine days, the sun was shining in Beijing. We only saw the sun shining the ninth day after it rained the night of the eighth day. <laughs> because the pollution was so intense that we didn't see the sun. There were no clouds except on day eight. But we could physically not see the sun. Everything was just like going crazy around us because of pollution. But when it rained, then suddenly all this like acid rain came down and the next day we could not believe that the sky was actually blue in Beijing. And that's such a picture of many of our lives when the pollution of the world comes in, when the stuff comes in. And that's why scripture says that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. But see, we, we forget. We lose that joy of our salvation. We lose that story. And that's why we can r- go right through these moments with Jesus when he went up onto the hill and he would go and pray. And then the next moment, the crowds were just gathering. And you can almost... Miss it in scripture. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the King of David. And then the Pharisees again said, Hey, but be, be quiet, be silent. And he says, Well, out of mouths of babes and infants, because the kids started to worship. The kids are always the first ones to respond when Jesus comes. They just worship. And everybody says, like, oh, stop. It's not the right place. It's not the right the right thing to do. But there's a there's a tabernacle of David that God is restoring to the church. And for you and I, it's it's so important that we that we don't allow the blessings of God to become an idol in our lives. Because that's normally what happens with the church. That's a story of people that you like we get so focused on the things that must happen, or the supernatural that must happen, or the breakthrough, or that boyfriend I must get, or that girlfriend or that child i must get and then god gives it to us and then we start to worship that thing that's the story of mankind and then what slowly begins to happen is you get almost suffocated <laughs> you almost lose that ability just to say oh and then you get a lot of christians that say the following they say like yeah yeah when i was young you know what i was also like that <laughs> i was also passionate for god five years ago <laughs> But I think the more you get to know God, the more passionate you must become. <laughs> because I'm not going to let any rocks out praise me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be silent <laughs> when there's a maker, a, the king of kings and the lord of lords. And, and it's crazy <laughs> to know him. But you know, we get dignified. We become professional Christians. Because why? We are creatures of comfort. We are creatures of habit and we become creatures of just being in control. Now I'm going to say it again tonight, it's not about jumping up and down and being like funny and doing weird stuff and rolling around on the floor or barking like lions or any stuff like that, you know. It's, it's not about being weird. But it's about the, and yeah, if that happens, hallelujah, you know, but then... No, no, don't bark like lions. You can't bark like a lion. You roar like a lion. Okay, so if you <laughs> I've never seen a lion bark. Have you seen a lion bark? <laughs> well, some of them in a Kruger does. But so, the crazy part is, is we, we actually lie to ourselves about that freedom that Christ has come to bring. And sometimes it's just about speaking that truth over your own life and say, hey, when I abide in his word, I shall know the truth and the truth shall set me free. And tonight is just the invitation for you to, again, speak what God says first over you by praising him for who he is. Because we can never know who we are unless we first get to connected to him. We can never know our true identity unless we first have been to the one who gives us our identity. Otherwise, it's just a self-help, feel-good, motivational talk. Become the best you. And then we use scriptures like, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And those are great scriptures. And we use Jeremiah that says, hey, I know the plans the Lord has for you. Plans to prosper you. To give you a future and a hope. I don't quote that scripture. Because it's in the context of God sending his people into exile, into slavery for many years. So be careful when you quote that scripture, you know, put the whole context with it. Oh, the Lord has plans for you. <laughs> for the next 50 years, you're going to die in the desert. But he has a hope for you for your future. You know? so, so it's, it's so crazy how we sometimes hang on to scriptures and we take it completely out of context. Yeah, yeah, he's got plans for you. No, 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 please don't, please don't bring me that scripture. I don't, I don't want e- to go into exile <laughs> for so many years like the Jews did. But we hang on to those things because we sometimes are looking for the breakthrough before we're looking for God and when the spirit the testimony of Jesus comes revelation says it's the spirit of prophecy there's a there's a release from the church to just say who he really is despite our circumstances and I'll never forget it one moment that changed my life and I'm going to end with this story is when we were in Iran and this lady was joining us and so we were sitting in this room and we're busy worshiping the Lord but she didn't understand a word of English and so we were just worshiping and worshiping and every time we worshiped she was just weeping weeping uncontrollably she was just sitting in the corner of the kitchen and she was already by that time she was there for about three days she was on day 18 of a fast just a water fast not a liquidized steak fast you know some people fast and then they just like eat other stuff you know (laughs) but she was fasting for 21 days because she was going to get baptized she asked us to baptize her and we baptized her in the bathtub but every time we worship i thought like wow this must be great that she really understands what we're singing only two days later i realized that she doesn't understand a word of english she did not understand, but just the privilege to be in the presence of God made her weep, just to gather together. And she would just weep, weep, just to be with other believers. And then just the thankfulness. And so your measurement of whether the spirit of prophecy is in your life and whether that freedom of the Holy Spirit is connected to how thankful you are, it's towards praising God. Are you praising God? that's why the Bible says, rejoice always. <laughs> Sin. No, but Lord, I, I, I didn't feel like rejoicing the other day, you know, when I learned I got a hair. Any hair, hair here again? Okay. But can you praise God when you have that hair? And just say, God, you're good. You are faithful.
0: Thank you for listening.